get ready to strap on your boots. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. In today's episode of Startup Journey, I am talking to Lucas Liu of Infi. How you doing, Lucas? Hey, hello. I'm doing good. Hey, Jason. What does Infi actually stand for? Infi stands for, uh, it's, it reflects a core of our uh, product. It's uh, intelligent, uh, intelligent, integrated, and flexible. Cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So, so after you got your PhD in computer engineering, you managed a restaurant in Chicago's Chinatown, right? And this is where you had your, your aha moment, where you realized, I could do something better. I can fix the restaurant industry. So tell me a little bit about the journey from getting your PhD to working in Chinatown and then having your idea. So I always, so while I was uh, doing study in school, I was uh, always trying to do some entrepreneurship. I always admire all those uh, great entrepreneurs. And I, uh, while I was in school, I got the opportunity to run a restaurant with my friends uh, in Chinatown. And uh, that's where I started the entrepreneurship. Even though it's a restaurant owner, it's still, it's a small entrepreneurship, but it's a, it it is. (laughs) So, uh, while I was doing that, I, I see that uh, as an immigrant, all those technology in the United States are not very friendly to, to the immigrants. You know, uh, for example, the, uh, the PUI system, the uh, online ordering, all those kind of stuff. And also, uh, immigrants are facing a great challenge, which is, um, you know, for immigrants... They, they they love running restaurant businesses, you know, as a Chinese people in China, there are many restaurants. However, uh, the perfect labor for, for immigration run restaurant is, uh, is actually the second generation of immigrants. But those, because they speak both, both language really well, you know, the English and the native language. When you, when you were, when you were in the restaurant and, yeah. and you were building your product, yeah. what were some of the challenges that you faced? The the biggest challenge is actually, uh, since you know it's it's built for restaurant. Restaurant owners always has uh, many different requirements, um, and that is very uh, that is very challenging to collect all those uh, requirements. And uh, you you have to generalize their requirements. You cannot basically build like, hey, I want this, and then you just build directly that feature for them. You know, you have to right. generalize what exactly what problem you are trying to solve, and that's actually very challenging what was the problem that you were trying to solve oh the problem we're trying to solve is <laughs> we're trying to solve the the liver problem for for a quick service restaurant for immigration uh, restaurants and uh you know the the self-order kiosk which is one of the most important thing because the 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 we believe it's a new point of sale for the for the restaurants it's, it's a, traditionally it's a labor trying to sell for the restaurant. Now we're trying to build a machine that helps, uh, helps the restaurant to sell, So which, uh, which really worked out. Yeah, I was looking at your website, um, infi.us, and I see that you have these kiosks available in the restaurants where people can use a touchscreen to, I guess, order what they want to eat and they can pay for it at the kiosk. Is that basically what it is? Uh, it's, uh, it's, that's a standard feature. So standard feature is it's a, it's a menu board, so you can actually play with it and the order. Um, and, uh, there, there's a lot more than that because, uh, it's a, it's a self-ordering machine. We have a artificial intelligence powered in there. So it actually studies your, uh, ordering behavior and give you correct suggestions based on your, uh, dietary preferences. 
and that is where the core come from. You know, you, you, if we memorize you don't eat, you're a vegetarian, we won't recommend meat to you. You know, if you, if you want something sweet, we won't recommend something salty for you. So, you know, for all those local restaurants, which are, you, normally a new customer walking, they don't have any idea about the menu, about this restaurant. We give them correct suggestions. We, we also, you know, provide them great feedbacks. And uh, also for the restaurant, we, 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 pro, we provide a customer uh, upsell strategy, you know, customized upsell strategy. So it actually helps restaurants sell more. The average ticket size increase, the, the overall restaurant efficiency increase, and uh, it's great. It's a win-win for both the restaurant and the diners. Right, and so I've seen these types of kiosks in like fast food restaurants and like yeah. um, convenience stores and things like that. Um, like one of our big uh, convenience stores here in on the East Coast is called Wawa, and Wawa has touchscreen menus where you can order things. So yours is similar to a lot of what I've seen out there, but yours has artificial intelligence, so it learns the habits of the people so that next time I go in there, which I, I personally don't like the fact that when I go to one of these touchscreens, I have to go through the same menu every single time to find what I want. Whereas if it learned what I wanted, what you're saying is yours would say, well, here's what we know you like. Here's what we know that you would probably want to eat. So we're only going to offer you these items. We're going to remove all the other items from the menu because you're not going to want those. Is that what you're telling me? No, it's not going to be removed. It's just how they laid out, you know, it's like it's like a YouTube. Like my my YouTube is not gonna look like the same as your YouTube, I see. right? So it's yeah, layout. but it's more, it's yeah, more layout. It's layout. Okay, yeah, the content the content is there. If you search, if you if you if you sort them by alphabet, it's everything will be there. But okay. it's the layout how we recommend it. It's different. Yeah. All right. Now let's say you can go back to Chinatown when you're in the restaurant business and you first realize, you know what, I can build this product. What was one mistake that you made that you wish you could have avoided? And if so, how could you have avoided it? So the mistake we made, we actually made, was styling the kiosk to different states. We actually should focus on Illinois or Chicago because uh, it involves hardware and hardware has, uh, you know, not all the hardware companies are like Apple, you know, like have great hardware product or like, you know, Tesla, you know, you can have something, you can ship it everywhere in the world and has had still problem, you know, it's a kiosk, it has problems. So once it got the problem, if it's over, it's, if it's out of the state, uh, it's hard to maintain, you know? So we, 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 even though we solve that problem, we make all the machines uh, remotely controllable right now so that for all those mistakes, we can actually uh, solve it from remote, but you know, at the beginning, we shouldn't sell it to different states. So, you know, we should only sell it in Chicago. Yeah, so that's actually a very old um, type of, of advice that people give entrepreneurs is to choose a hyper-local niche market and grow that hyper-local market first and then start scaling outward. So it sounds like you fell into that trap that a lot of people have fallen into. So, yeah, so you know, you, it's, so, uh, you, so that's good. At least you, you recognize the mistake you made. So anybody who's listening and if you have a product that you've invented or a service that you have, start in your local neighborhood, start in your local city, make the product work in your area. And then as you start to get sales or more customers, start branching out to other cities in your area. That's basically what you want to take home from this. Now, when you first started out as an entrepreneur, right, because you were in college, you were working in the restaurants. 
what is a piece of information that you wish somebody had told you back then to make your journey a little easier? So actually, the most tough part was uh, before this restaurant technology business, uh, I was doing something else, which was uh, another great adventure uh, as an entrepreneur. We got a te- we got a patent around the 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 the, the studies I, I was making in school, and uh, we were trying to build a company around that patent. However, it, it's uh, it's like you have a technology, but you're looking for market, which was wrong. So you should have. You should always find the market first, and then you build technology around the market. You know the technology is to solve a problem in the market instead of you have uh, you have technology which you don't know where the market is. And we spend almost like two years to figure out how that technology can solve problems. But it do solve problems, but you know it's it's not it's not like um, it's not like a scalable problem, and right. uh, it's it's not good for uh, business entrepreneurship. Right. So, so we can learn from your mistake. And by saying, if, if you give someone a piece of information now, it would be to build a product to fit into the market or look for a market that, that fits your product instead of spending all this time and money on a, uh, on a patent. So you really don't want to get a patent and spend two years and all this money uh, finding a, you know, creating a patent only to find out that you can't really even use it in the market because you didn't do your market research. So do your market, exactly. research, you know, validate your concept, do your market research, and then kind of go on from there. Now, at one point during your journey, did you ever want to just give up and throw in the towel? And if so, what made you continue on? What got you through it? There's so many times I want to just give up and, uh, um, what gets you through it? What 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 what, what keeps you <laughs> yeah. going? What keeps you going? Yeah, what, what keeps me going is um, is actually the team. You know, the team. You know, every time you want to give up, and uh, you look at the team, and the team believes in you, and uh, we believe in the product, even though we face a lot of problems. And uh, we think the team, if we stick together, we can get through it. You know, no matter how hard it is, I think the there's always more more solutions than the problems. You know. Speaking of the team, um, what's it like working with your co-founders or your employees? What's it like managing people in the restaurant? What's it like, you know, what's it been like managing people? Managing people in restaurant, managing people in a company I'm working with is, uh, is totally different. So managing people in the restaurant is more like, um, you know, you need a more standards and also you need, you need actually like be there and uh, you have to, watch them because it's a restaurant every step you go go wrong your your food goes bad you know but for managing managing a business what we're doing like you don't have to go there and managing because it's more like coders software developers product product uh managers project managers also people they can work from home you don't have to be there with them every day it's a product test all those people so it's that's totally different uh, I think what uh, I'm more comfortable with uh, with the team I'm working with right now instead of working with uh, restaurant people. Um, there's no offense to the restaurant people. It's just different. Different people have different, uh, you know, like habits, characters. Like I'm more like a technology characters, and I, I'm not a restaurant guy. That's, right. uh, that's the biggest difference. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. And so um, what are some of the perks and advantages of running a startup or running a business that you think are, you know, why do you like doing it? Oh, because, you know, I used to work. I worked a little bit. I, I, uh, I feel like it's what you learn from working in, uh, in a, a corporate is uh, limits your potential. 
yeah, it really limits my potential. Even though there's a lot of, they give you interesting tasks, they give you better payment, they give you, um, they give much better. Like what I, what I earn from the working than what I'm doing now is like still making more money working in the corporate. But, you know, I think your life is short in your 20s, 30s. You need to really push yourself. And in a corporate, it's, it's, you, you push yourself, it, you, you have dependencies. You push yourself, you might not get, to, get, get what you want, but working in your own company, you push yourself as hard as possible, you get what you want. So that's, I think that's very valuable. Awesome. So speaking of pushing, you know, pushing hard and getting what you want, um, this is where you can give some uh, words of wisdom and some pieces of inspiration to entrepreneurs out there to follow their dreams. What do you have to say? To everybody out there who wants to pursue their dreams and wants to, you know, start a business, just do it. Yeah, you just do it. It's uh, there's no one gonna tell you. You can never find somebody tell you how, how you can run a new business. It's always your business. You you gotta stu- you gotta start doing it, and uh, you you have to learn from your own mistakes. Like other people's mistakes, they tell you, they give you suggestions. It doesn't come. You have to feel it. Otherwise. You, you know, that's, that's, that's how entrepreneurship works. Yeah, and even though I tell you the problem is, you might not even believe it unless you face it yourself. I'm, I'm, I'm not even be correct because the problem I'm facing may be totally different from what they're facing, you know. Yeah. All right, awesome. And then some final words of inspiration and encouragement, just your final thoughts to entrepreneurs out there that are facing challenges or making mistakes or they want to give up. Um, what would you say to yourself if you were a kid just starting out. Try to figure out how you boot, bootstrap your business before you start off, which is re- very important. And uh, you, no matter what you do, you, you, you run a restaurant, you run a technology company, you run anything, any startup. Uh, you, you're going to figure out how you bootstrap, you know, just simple. Uh, that's very important because once you have a product, you, you, need to, you need to find people to use it. And you have to find people to use it before you actually start, a, start your product. And uh, you at least have one, like your family member, your friends, any local restaurants or, you know, some people who you have a good relationship with. You got to start with that. And uh, if you have that, you can, you can start a business because, you know, you already find somebody who wants to use your product. And if, if, if he likes it, he will refer. And, uh, it, you know, if, it, if everybody refers, it's exponential. You, you're going to grow. You know, it's like a virus. Oh, sorry. <laughs> there is a virus. Oh, no. <laughs> not, not another virus. <laughs> We, we've had, a, you do, we, we've had yeah. enough of this virus yeah but, but, you, but you know you gotta want to build your company like a virus you know like everybody wants to do that so as long as you can find one and you think you're really solving a problem for that one business you should start doing a business and that you you try to build that a viral business yeah yeah you want to go viral you don't want to spread a virus <laughs> so don't, yeah, eh? don't spread a virus people just but you want your product to go viral yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Awesome. exactly. Great, that's great advice. Awesome, yeah, yeah. Lucas. Well, well, thanks yeah. for coming onto the podcast, Lucas. It was great having you, and uh, I yeah. hope that I hope that people learn from from your your experience and your mistakes. Thank you so much, Jason. Thank you. We'll see everybody in uh, next week's episode. Thanks for listening. If you learned something in today's episode, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. You can learn more about me at jasonsherman.org. Don't forget to pick up a copy of my book, also called Strap on Your Boots, on Amazon. 
And if you want to dive even deeper into the world of entrepreneurship, I suggest you sign up for my course called Startup Essentials on Udemy.com. Also, you can support this podcast by leaving me a positive review and also by visiting patreon.com slash strap on your boots to become a member and get bonus material. See you in next week's episode.